remember when I was little and Christmas Eve felt like the longest night of my life. Uh, Those last few minutes and hours waiting for Christmas Day to arrive felt like they would never end. I would go into my parents' bedroom when I felt like I had waited long enough to ask them whether it's time yet, was it Christmas Day, could we open our presents yet? No, Emily, it's two o'clock, go back to bed. So I'd stomp back to my room, I'd try really, really hard to get to sleep. And uh, when that failed, I'd try my best to stick it out. I'd be really, really patient, I'd just lie there waiting until it was time. And then it would get to a point where I thought, surely, surely this is it. It must be time, surely it's now Christmas Day. So I'd stomp back to my parents' bedroom, No, Emily, it's 2.15, go back to bed. (laughs) And this would kind of go on till the early hours, uh, until eventually they're just giving. This is why you should teach your children how to read the time at a very young age, to stop this happening. (laughs) Um, What got me thinking about this, and the waiting that I would go through on Christmas Eve, was meeting with a friend last week, my very, very pregnant friend, who's literally ready to pop, not pop, you don't really pop, do you, when you have a child? <laughs> that would be really weird. Um, ready to give birth at any moment. Um, I haven't had that many friends go through pregnancy. And so up till this point, I never really thought nine months was that long a time to wait, really. You can see some mums giving me glares. Um, I was definitely corrected by my very hormonal pregnant friend who assured me that nine months is a very long time to wait. Um, I asked her how she had found her experience of waiting. And her story, uh, like many other people who've gone through pregnancy, is one of quite a lot of pain and discomfort, uncertainty about when you're going to have your child, what it's going to be like, And all of that is mixed with excitement of looking forward to meeting her future baby. And the passage that we've uh, just read, which uh, we'll see acted out in the nativity soon, ended with the angel leaving Mary, after which she will have gone through some of those same emotions and experiences during her pregnancy as she waited for the birth of Jesus. I can't help but think that we go through some of those same feelings uh, when we are waiting for Jesus to arrive in our personal situations. Feelings sometimes of pain and discomfort while you're waiting, uncertainty of what's going to happen, and perhaps excitement for when Jesus is going to move. I wonder what the situations in your life are that you are waiting for Jesus to arrive in. It could be in your job, Maybe you're waiting for God to guide you uh, in your career or what's next. Maybe in your family and friendships, waiting for relationships to improve or things to change. It could be in an illness or in a financial situation. What is it in your life that you are waiting for Jesus to arrive into? My friend was telling me that there are moments of fear when she hasn't felt her baby kick for a while. She won't have felt her all day, and then eventually at the end of the day, she'll feel her move, reminding her that I'm still here. And I think that waiting for God can be a bit like that sometimes. Sometimes we can't feel him, or we don't feel like he's hearing our prayers, or we haven't seen him move in our lives in a while, and we have to really look out for those gentle reminders that he is still there. Um, About 
two or three years ago now, I had a really dry patch in my faith, which just felt like it was going on and on. Um, I felt like my prayers weren't being heard, and I just couldn't feel God, I guess, in the same way that I do on a normal basis. Um, and I was at a Christian event, and there was a woman there who I don't know very well, so she definitely didn't know that I was going through a dry patch in my faith. And she gave me this Bible verse, and uh, she'd written it out, and it said this. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. And it just hit me. I was like, that is what I have to do. And it totally changed my perspective on this dry period I was going through. So I decided from that point on that I would actively wait on God and continue to do so until I felt him again. And it really taught me a lesson that waiting uh, isn't pointless, it's not worthless, that there is good in the waiting. And um, it's a theme, waiting on God is a theme right throughout the Bible. And um, we read of people who are faithful to God, waiting on him for years and years. They'd continue to wait on him when they hadn't yet seen promises fulfilled that God had made them a long time ago. But God would always pull through in his timing. Now, this is so alien to us. I mean, at the start of this series on waiting, uh, Luke Smith talked about how countercultural waiting is for us now. Everything is just so instant. And, and what I'm about to say doesn't sit comfortably with me either. I find it really hard. If you know me at all, um, you know I'm not a natural waiting kind of person. Um, I kind of like to rush through life like a bit of a whirlwind at times. But I've had to learn this, and I'm still learning this, that waiting on God is so important and it's so good for us. In the waiting is where our faith in God is tested, but through which our faith in him becomes stronger. In the waiting is where we are most vulnerable with him, where we share with him our deepest desires of what we want to see change. In the waiting is where we become more reliant on God, because all you have to rely on is God. And what is it that we cling to when we're waiting on God and nothing's happening or we don't feel like it is, when we're waiting for Jesus to arrive in our situations? I'm going to go back to that verse. In his word, we put our hope. We uh, we cling on to the hope and the promises of God. Because in the same way that Mary had a promise of Jesus arriving, uh, that he would be Emmanuel, which means God with us, we have that same promise from God today, that he is with us, that he is for us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, and that God always stays true to his promises. Uh, Last week in this series, Ben spoke about the closeness of God in our waiting. And it made me realise, looking back over my life, that the times when I've been waiting on God for something to happen or for guidance, they're all of the times when I've experienced God the most. I mean, it's really easy for me to look back now in in hindsight, because at the time it's really hard, and some of those periods of waiting were for years. Um, But at the end of those times of waiting were also where I've seen God move the most in my life. Um, After a long, long period of waiting, I saw my dad come to faith. After a period of waiting, I felt God's clear direction into youth work. And after a period of waiting, I learned to trust in God, (coughs) even when I can't feel him close. 
That's not to say I'm not waiting on things now uh, for him in other areas of my life, of course I am. But looking back, I can see him working in the waiting. Um, I can also say that when Jesus has arrived in my situations after a period of waiting, he has always arrived in the most unexpected, unlikely of ways, and not in the ways that I would have planned. His birth was chaotic and unexpected, surrounded by animals in a stable, and that is the same way that Jesus still arrives today in our situations, in an unplanned, unpredictable way. Uh, For me, one of those things was I was waiting for Jesus to guide me to where was next. I was living at home with my parents, and I'm going to be honest, I love my parents, but I really don't enjoy living with them. Um, And I was waiting, I really wanted God to guide me somewhere new, somewhere fresh, somewhere exciting. And I've been praying about this for about a year. But Jesus very clearly called me to come back to York, where I'd actually uh, lived previously. It's not what I would have planned. It was very unexpected. I was about to move to another city a couple of weeks later, but Jesus arrived and made it clear that I was to move back here. So if you are waiting for God in one area of your life, are you open and ready for him to arrive in a way that you wouldn't have planned or expected? What I've talked about up until this point is our personal waiting for Jesus, but there's just something I want to touch on. So there's something bigger that Mary's story really makes me think about. And that is that we are now in Mary's shoes as we are waiting for Jesus to arrive again. In the same way as Mary was promised his arrival and who he would be, we have that promise of what he has done, that he has rid us of the chains of sin and that he will come again to make everything right. Um, This period of time, I think, is a bit like those mixed feelings that my friend said of her pregnancy. It's a time of pain and discomfort and uncertainty in the world, but also it's mixed with excitement because we know that the baby in the manger did turn out to be the saviour of the world and he has done it. And now we wait in excitement to see him again. I think we can probably all agree that in many different ways, 2016 has been a hard year. Um, And in the Bible, it says that one day, God is going to put it all right. That there will be no more pain, no more tears, no more suffering. And we have that amazing promise to hold on to. It hasn't happened yet, and we are still waiting, but we hold on to that promise. You know, my friend uh, has found these last uh, two to three weeks of her pregnancy the hardest. She says, you know your baby's ready, you're ready, you can imagine meeting your baby, but it's just not happening, I'm still having to wait, and it feels like this time, this last bit, is just really dragging. And we know that God has promised us, we know what he's promised us, we can happily imagine a world with no more pain or sadness. We can imagine meeting Jesus, because he's already been, we've read about him, we've experienced him, and we're ready for him to come again. But this time feels maybe like it's dragging a bit. What is it that we cling on to as followers of God at this this period of time when we feel like it's dragging, as we wait for Jesus to come again, to arrive again? In his word, we put our hope. We hold on to the God who always keeps hold of his promises as we wait for the arrival of Jesus, both in our situations and in his arrival on earth to make things new 
again. So I want to leave you with two questions that I've kind of said already, but just want to leave you with these. What is it that you are waiting for Jesus to arrive in? And are you ready for him to arrive in an unexpected and unlikely way?